Welcome back to the Eat, Slay, Live podcast. And we are the Loxicutioners. We're going to be eating lightning and talking thunder and putting you over your our knee and smacking you right in the ear holes today. What's up, all you slayers? We, uh, we got a special guest for you guys today. She needs no introduction. We're skipping our normal introduction of me and you talking about what the fuck's going on in the world or between right. us. We're right. skipping it. We're going straight into our guest. I, well, first of all, You've been acting weird since we got in here, so I think you're a little intimidated by our guest. I came in like, what's wrong, but Like, you just, you're quiet, and then all of a sudden you just threw out the F word, and, and our guest sort of looked, gave you a dirty, dirty look. I mean... I saw that look. You did see. You didn't look over there. Though. Do you, you see my posture? I do. I don't know. I didn't look over there. Our po- like every we are <laughs> like every like we're so like our posture is just we're sitting up straight. We're uh, <laughs> trying to be very uh, very good today. So someone who's been super influential in our lives. I mean, I, I don't have anybody in my life that's been more influential than this person. You same here. I mean, we've talked about this before and people say, you know, you know, the locks brothers, they work hard. Those guys are tough. They're this, they're that. And like all those traits that people would say about us comes from her. Comes from this lady, right? Comes here. from this lady right here. Right. Doesn't need an introduction, but here is Sergeant Margaret. Sergeant Margaret to the show. Welcome, mom. Hi, welcome to the Eat, Slay, Live podcast. Thanks, boys. <laughs> Having fun here. Are you? <laughs> oh, yeah. That, that makes one of us. Yeah. Uh, so what do you think of the studio? Uh, nice. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think you've done a good job. Look, look at the, Only look at this side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it looks really nice. It's getting there. But let's watch our language, boys. Okay. Uh, we'll I'll try. Set up a little straighter, Ross. Todd will. Uh, <laughs> so... Uh, Maggie May. So that song, when I was a kid, probably, I guess, I'm guessing grade school, mom listened, listened to the holy living crap out of Rod Stewart. We all have those songs. Yeah, we all just, do. Yeah. But as soon as I hear that, I think about it. And people used to call her Maggie, you know? So the yeah. song's Maggie May. Now, let me tell you this, Russ. Whenever we were kids, like, uh, you know, I had blonde hair, and it was big and spiky and all over the place, and I got the big nose. And every, every... One of my friend's house, whoever went to, whose house I went to as a kid, their mom be like, you look like a little Rod Stewart. <laughs> and then there was mom at home playing the Rod Stewart's album, just loving it. Like, man, maybe that, maybe that's my father. Maybe Rod Stewart, <laughs> Todd, Rod, I don't know. I mean, could it be? Any mom, truth to that? Any of that? No. <laughs> no. Sorry, <Okay>. Todd. You're, you're, <laughs> you're still just one of us. All yep. right. Damn it. <laughs> no celebrity here. Yeah. Rod's not coming into your life. No, I guess not. But I have seen him in concert a couple times. We we have old pictures of mom with Rod Stewart t-shirts on. (laughs) Those are great. Those are awesome. Do you still listen to Rod Stewart? Yeah, I still like him. While she's quilting. <laughs> she's a quilter now. Yeah, she's well, hardcore. Let, let's not get into the quilting right now, okay? We don't have this is an hour show, okay? I got I got somewhere to be in a few hours. We can't get her started on that. So, you, mom, let's get into. It. We're just gonna hit a little bit of your background. You grew up in Calhoun County, the little town. Now, were you born in Campsville? 
Born in Michael. Michael. Now, for people who don't know, Michael is a town of, I, I would like to tell you the population of it, but I can't because they don't have it on the sign because there's so few people in that town. And I'm not even kidding. I mean, what do you think? How many, what's the population? Are 25, 50, 100 maybe? I've never taken a left into Michael. Really? I've only driven straight through. Well, and stopped at the Michael Tavern. Well, I took yes. that little <laughs> that little <laughs> left. So that so Michael is where you were born. Yep, on up the holler. Ha, on holler. On up the holler. Yes. Um. Well, Jonah White lives up there. Well, shout out to Jonah White, who will be on our show at some time. The founder of Billy Bob Teeth. Dang. That's, Look a, at that. that's quite the bomb. I'm just throwing things out. Us throwing things out. <laughs> you, you throwing things out. Yeah. Um, so grew up, you were you were the second oldest of how many how many kids? Actually, there were eight of us, but the firstborn died at six months. Okay. So I was really the third. Gotcha. Gotcha. So so and and I know you were kind you've always been kind of like a mom to your siblings, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, so kind of bossy. How did the second oldest become the mom like figure? Uh, my sister really didn't take over. I just somebody had to be boss, so I did. <laughs> well, let, let me let, let, can I answer that? Yeah, because oh, our aunt Sue, mom's oldest daughter, is very oh, sweet, nice person. Sister, <laughs> what's that? Oldest sister, oldest sister, and she's very nice and sweet. <laughs> and then here comes mom, the tough as nails, uh, bossy one. Yep. So, so I did, could see, well, I mean, personality trait, definitely. I mean, you see why, but I just wondered how that, that happens. doesn't really, normally, you weren't letting Ty become the father uh, figure. in his mouth. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so you kind of, kind of, you know, yeah. kind of, I remember that, you know, grandma and grandpa were kind of out running around. You were, uh, you kind of raised the kids, right? Yep. Almost like a mom to them. Yep. I um, sure did. Yeah. I enjoyed it, though. Yeah. But I swore I was never having children. <laughs> <laughs> you you were like that. Yes, I'm absolutely. raising these kids, and I'm then I'm not done. Them. I'm done. <laughs> that turned you off from them. Oh, well, you stay home every night and washing out dirty diapers. But then you came into her life. Wow, and it changed that. everything. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, you had how many how many sisters do you have? I had five sisters and two brothers. And two brothers. Yep. And so that like. How how young is the youngest one compared to you? How, I mean, how many years younger than you? Twenty some. I was. Years? I was close to getting married. Yeah, when he was born. Yeah, so your youngest was about and that's, twenty. That's Doug. Yes. 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 And he was actually born in the car. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. every time we drive by that little place wherever Doug was born on the yeah. road. I was yeah. yeah. There was there was where <laughs> Uncle Doug was born. Uh, how and what's the difference between you and Uncle Doug? Uh, not quite 10 years, maybe no. 10 years, something like that. Yeah, something like that. So you waited a little bit once you got married. I did. I didn't she just was jump in. Really, hey, that was a true statement. She was still trying not to have that. She <laughs> yeah. was trying to stick stick with it. So no. what changed your mind? Why did you have Why did you have kids? We had a lot of fun, though, when we were first married. We did a lot of things, but I don't know. The want for a child just kind of came along. Yeah. Mm, I don't know what that feels like. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, you met our dad, who we refer to on the show as Whitey. We got you as Sergeant Margaret and, and dad as Whitey. So, you, got, you guys met before he went to Vietnam, correct? Yep. We were already engaged when he went to Vietnam. 
Now, did you now did you get engaged whenever he got drafted? Because that seems like a lot of like what people do. Like, oh, he's getting sent away. We better get get engaged. Well, don't they nowadays? They fully get married because of the benefits. extra benefits of it. Yeah, you guys I, didn't do that, right? I wasn't right. old enough. No, my God, how old were how are you? Older were you guys got engaged? I didn't have a driver's license yet. Holy cow! So because because of you weren't of age to get a driver's license, or I was fifteen. You were fifteen. Mm-hmm. I, just want, I just want to clear that up. Damn, can, Whitey! Hey, can we drop Mom's new nickname? We've been working on. Yes, yes. Well, we yeah we we give used, that second. That's a it's great. Yeah, we, we and we I think we posted about it before, but yeah. we 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 call her mom and we we use that as an acronym, maker of men. Maker of men. M dot M, uh, period O period M period. That but that's that's uh that's assuming that we're men. <laughs> so I want to back it up a little bit though. I want to touch base a little bit more about your upbringing, being a mom to all your brothers and sisters, because um, we've already touched on how you have such a great work ethic. You've brought in I think one of our first shows when we talked about you in a, in a segment about you bringing in our cousins and things like that into our family, and that's just who you are. Growing up, what really happened in your life? I mean, because living in Calhoun and out in the country is different. Um, what ha- what made you the type of person that you are? It was upbringing. Like your work what? ethic. How did that, where did that come from? I don't know. I, we didn't have a lot of money, and I wanted money. I wanted some clothes, and if you want things, you have to go out and work for it, so... Found a job, and uh, I mowed for a little midget campsville. <laughs> <laughs> I mowed for a midget. Named Polly Severe. Did that Polly. number of years. And uh, I worked at a couple of restaurants. I worked at one until I graduated from high school. And uh, How old were you when you got your first job? Mm, I was probably 14. I was younger what? than that when I was mowing, though. So you were mowing for... Oh, for yeah. a job or earlier, 10, whatever. Yep. Um, so then you, you're you a day in the life of you as a as a teenager. You're going to school? I went to school. Graduate high school? Graduated high school. So all through, you're working. So you're jumping yep. on the bus or going, walking to school. Jumped on the bus at the place where I worked. I walked there in the morning, go to work. At oh, so you Sadie's. walked for school? You walked to the restaurant that yep. you worked at? Sadie's Cafe. And at- worked before school? Yep, I worked there. They were building a power plant in Pearl, and it was a very busy place. There was no restaurants in Pearl, and so I worked there, and when it was time to go to school, the owner's husband drove the bus, and he stopped there and picked me up. (laughs) (laughs) They always sent me with a sandwich for breakfast, and uh, when I came back, when school was out, I got off the bus back at work. and Back back to work you go. Back to work. Wow. So you did this from 14 all the way through high school. You graduated. I I was working there when I graduated high school. Still yet. Wow. And then just knowing your story, and I'm assuming that also entailed like helping with the kids, changing. I mean, you had had siblings that were in diapers at the time, changing their diapers and helping them. That's part of the reason why I went to work. (laughs) So I didn't have to (laughs) do as much at all. (laughs) (laughs) Right. There was so, a lot to do at our house. Did you guys live on a farm or did you live in town? Nope, we lived in town. Lived in town, but just with the amount of people, there was just so much upkeep and changing diapers. and. Oh, whatnot. yeah. And there was but, no uh, disposable diapers. Yeah. There was no formula. It was pet milk. 
I know that's Calhoun, so I want to let you know that pet milk means it's powdered milk. Nope. <laughs> not from pet, one of, pet, pet milk. Not came from out one of the can, actually. Not from one Get of the pets. Cat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I got nipples. Can you milk me? <laughs> well, when you got old enough, you got cow's milk. Got what? Cow's? What's yeah. that? Fresh cow's milk. When you got old enough. Right. Okay, so you're going to work before. This is fascinating. I understand now why I had a paper route before school. <laughs> so all through high school, you, you, go to, you go to work, which I find very fascinating. Get on the bus, go to school, bus right back to, to work. Yep. So you do that all through school. Then, then you meet the great and wonderful Whitey. <laughs> he sweeps you off the feet. <laughs> you get engaged. You're still in high school. I'm still working at the restaurant. So then he goes off to war. You graduate. And then where do you go from there? Well, I went to, like most of the kids in Calhoun, as soon as you graduated, you got a summer job in Springfield. See ya. For state. Went state capital, Illinois, Ross. <laughs> Were you aware of that? It's a big time city. Yeah. Yeah. Big city right up there. Live so, with my best friend. So you immediately like graduate. Boom. I am out of here. I'm leaving all these First little week. kids. I'm leaving <laughs> all these little kids behind. Kids are a part of my past. <laughs> I am yeah. not having kids. I, I am not, out I'm, of this house. Yes. So- Moved up to Springfield. Yeah, my sister already lived up there, so it was kind of, it was nice. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Gotcha. You did a lot of Calhoun people up there. We did a lot of partying. Watched The Fugitive a lot. Got together on one night a week. Had a big exciting night of watching The Fugitive. <laughs> <laughs> it was a big show then. Like, what what would be a night out up there? Like, you guys, was, was it, were, dance, were there dance halls, dance clubs? No, that was pretty much the night out. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't do a lot, but we didn't have and, a lot of money either. And you and you wrote Whitey lots of letters over in Vietnam. I've every seen day. I've seen a lot of those. <laughs> every day he every wrote day. me every day. And he wrote me every day. Huh. Well, so it was quite the love affair, Dad, believe it or not. Dad writing letters. Yes. <laughs> that's <laughs> no that's absurd to think <laughs> about, isn't it? How often would you get a letter from over there? Oh, sometimes like at four or five at a time. So they'd come okay. They didn't come every day. They'd sporadic. Yeah. Were you nervous for him when he was over there? I'm assuming you were. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Scared no, she that. was partying in Springfield, watching the fugitive, <laughs> night out with the girls. What are you talking about? Right? <laughs> but the, out of sight, out of mind. He was about to come home when I was living up there. Mm-hmm. In fact, he came home while I was living there. Did he Did he talk to you much about Vietnam? Dad doesn't tell us a lot nope. about Vietnam. Did he tell you much about it? Nope. Yeah. He always called them gooks. <laughs> well, we, like, we... Try to ask him about it, but he never really tells no, us about it. He would it. never talk about it then either. Yeah. So uh, he still com- at this point, you're still thinking, I'm I'm not having kids. I'm not Ooh. having kids. He comes home. You guys get married about right away. My mother got sick, and I had to go home and take care of her, take uh, care so of the kids. Once again, you come home, and you're the the caretaker to everyone. Yep, had to do it. Gotcha. Because I mean, they're still young kids. My sister was married, so she couldn't come home. Yeah, mm-hmm. somebody had to go home and take care of the kids. Yeah. So that's what you did. Were you were you mad? Were you were you mm, resent, I wasn't happy. Were you resentful about that? Because I mean, you'd made your move. You got out the second you could get out. You know, moved to the city and then came back. What were you twenty? Oh no, not even twenty yet. Oh, oh no, I was not even eighteen. <laughs> no, you, if you graduated from high school, you were at like, seventeen. Yeah. I did. Okay. I didn't turn eighteen till December. Gotcha. So yeah, I came back home. I might have. No, it was before I was probably 18. So 
Like your 18, 19 range. Yes, she was pissed. <laughs> Man. She, she got out. She got pulled back in. Back from, so you know, did, the, the, did dad come home? Did he, he find work and you guys move into your own house? Or came, did you guys move in? with? We didn't get married for a while. It, we, you know, he didn't, I, neither one of us really wanted to, we were having a good time. Yeah, we were okay. having fun. And no, he didn't really get work right away either. So, you know, it was kind of. He had unemployment, but it was probably 50 bucks a week. But, yeah. yeah. So, you guys have your fun. You get married. Married for a few years. Boom, here comes Todd. Yes. How the hell How the hell was this dude? Where, where was he born at? How was he as a baby? Was, uh, he was a was, pain Was, was he a Keelan baby, which is a great baby? Mm, I'd say he was more of a Keelan baby more. Great. That's great that's baby. A, that's a good baby. Yeah. No, Todd wasn't a good baby. Okay. So he wasn't a Keelan baby. See, we're, we're talking about my daughter here. Yeah, she's a very good well, Yeah, let's think about this. Keelan is a good baby. But he had a temper. Doesn't really cry. Say, hey, let's let's go night-night. She walks to the crib. You throw her in there. You don't hear a peep for two hours. Never forgot. Comes back out. She beats up on her sister. She beats up on Uncle T. <laughs> that's her life. No, Uncle T would had to have his own way. He if he didn't get his way, he held his breath till he passed out. <laughs> he thought he was dead. A couple of times we had to do resuscitation on him because now, he actually what? had. You don't know these stories? No, I died multiple times. Yes. <laughs> so let, let me hold on. I I want I want to correct I something. I thought this story. only happened in the pool. Well, what what happened is I I would get so mad that I couldn't catch my breath. Yes. Not held my breath. You get. I would get so angry that I couldn't catch my breath, and then would pass out. And yeah. So tell them the story. So one time they Thought were. I had temper problems. Oh, yeah. One Lord. time we were on our <laughs> mellow. Uh, one time we were going to Grandma and Papa's boxes, and oh my gosh, we usually could throw cold water on him, and he would come back. <laughs> so he's in his little seat in the back, and he wouldn't shut up. And he held his breath until he finally pulled over. And the mm. only thing we had was a can of beer. <laughs> we of course. They, he opened it up and threw the, it in his face. They poured a can of beer. How old am I at this point? Oh, you're not a year old. No no wonder I have these <laughs> drinking problems. No wonder I am, I'm, I'm trying for sobriety. I, I mean, I'm starting to, I'm dying in the backseat. They pull me over. They put me on the roof of the car and they dump a can of beer over me. I mean, I was destined to love beer, Ross. Actually, it was on the hood. Well, the hood, whatever. Just Three plop me down hood. wherever you, know, you can. It's hot as shit on there. Thank, thank you for not putting me on the street. <laughs> oh, people were stopping and checking on us. <laughs> oh. So he's not even a year old here. So th th this had to happen a lot. How often oh. this happened? Oh, we were all the time. At least every couple days. Every couple days he'd pass out? Oh, yeah. Holy but most of the time we could get to him in time to put the water in his face, cold water, and he would catch <laughs> his breath. <gasps> and but. she had to think about comparing you to Keelan <laughs> the baby. <laughs> but Keelan does have a little temper. <laughs> So any more stories that stick out like the car one? Oh, yeah. Once we were, um, at, oh, at the doctor's office, he was going to get a shot. So the doctor gave him a shot, and he immediately did the whole pass out thing and didn't come back. And the, the doctor, Dr. Wilson, immediately ran out of the room screaming for the nurse. <laughs> and the nurse came back in and got him revived. Revived. Now, how did she revive me? Well, she was giving you mouth to mouth. Oh, mouth. Pressing <laughs> your chest. 
Mouth to mouth resuscitation. I'm so pissed from this shot. I am taking my own life. That, that is right, Ross. <laughs> well, I think at that point, I just thought I was going to get a beer if I passed out. That's probably why I kept it. If they wouldn't have dumped that beer on me the first, it was like rewarding me. It's like, holy, if I pass out and almost die, they will give me a Pabst Blue Ribbon. I mean, look. I mean, no wonder it kept happening. Come on. It probably been a one time thing if it God. wasn't for the beer. So at the doctor's office, third act, they think he's oh, dead. Oh, yeah. And, and he had always told me, oh, just let him go. He'll come back out of it. That same and doctor who ran out doctor. of the room. Said, same doctor running out screaming for the nurse. I had read in my baby book one time that, like, the doctor actually pronounced me dead, yes. said I was dead. Yes. And the nurse, like, started doing the resuscitations, what my baby book said, Ross. Dad oh, runs in, just pours a beer on you in the doctor's <laughs> office. And Damn quacks. He never quacks. Kid just wants a beer. That reminds me of something Homer Simpson would do. He'd spray, <laughs> spray yeah. Bart with beer to wake him up. <laughs> He's not dead. Right? Spray some beer. I mean, I, can, I got old enough to, I can remember it happening sometimes. I can yep. remember one time, like, your grandfather, oh. Grandpa Ball, was like, tick, like, tickling me and wrestling me and, and I couldn't get up and I'm trying to get up and I'm fighting him and wrestling him and I can't just can't get up and I can remember like finally let me up and I started I can remember walking away and then all of a sudden just lights Boom. out boomed down and there was actually a because neighbor because you were so mad at the point you couldn't catch your mad, breath like, yeah, I mean, and I'm just like it's like one of those frustrated yes, things like, and, and, and I'm trying to catch my breath and I'm yeah. huffing and puffing and I've looked it up I've googled it before I it's, guess, yeah. just seeing it you have good. something wrong with you What's that? You have something wrong. <laughs> well, with raging. It was a raging temper. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make me angry. You won't like me when I'm angry. Yeah, a neighbor <laughs> had to revive him that time. Yeah. Uh, that, that was another time. That, yeah, that's right. I forgot she about She came that over too. and she stripped his clothes off and started pumping on him. And so all, you, him all you pride folks down there. Now, if you want to see a really good show, <laughs> tickle Todd so he can't breathe. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. It was, yeah, I forgot, it was I forgot all about that. Yeah. Ugh. And then I, I had I never heard of that. Now, I've heard of a couple times where you're in the pool trying oh, to do yeah, laps yeah. or whatever under hold your breath too long. You passed out. That one time I remember we were up at was it Springfield Lake? I think somewhere oh, I fell yeah. I fell into a lake yep. and drowned and someone did resuscitation. Yes. <laughs> and then there was another time I was at a pool went to a pool party and I got there kind of late to the pool party and everybody had, hey, the record for going the most laps underwater is is two laps. And so you now this makes no sense. You know of all the times that you've been brought back to life, and you're like, yeah, I'm going to beat that record in the pool. Well, I, I knew I could hold my breath a long time. So I remember I get there, and I'm like, oh, I can do it. And, and this was out of college. I was, I was about. Couldn't stand to be a loser. I, yeah, I don't like to lose, Ross. We and so I was, uh, I was like just a few months out of college, and I went there and did, and I did like two and a half laps. I, winner. Winners win. And uh, came up, and then I went back under, and uh, I guess I laid on the pool for like a minute, and finally, like, he's not playing around, and they pulled me up, and I was like purple, and Ryan Smith, my buddy Smitty, yep. I woke up, and he was like over, everybody's staying around, and he's over me, and there's, the, he had just got done doing mouth to mouth, and then like the, the paramedics showed up like 10 seconds later, and we're standing so I end up, they're like, hey, you got to go, We got let's take you, you're going to have an infection in your lungs. And I'm like, no, I wouldn't go in the ambulance. So I went in the, the, the party we're at, took a nap, got up a little later, Schmitty drove me home. <laughs> I was like 22 when that happened. Wow. Anyway, so, uh, so then 
as Todd grows out of his dying phase as a baby. <laughs> so whenever Todd was, when he was in junior high, high school growing up, how, how was Todd in your eyes? He was kind of sneaky and he snuck out a few times. We never like really, me. I don't know, he kind of got a little wild streak in him. Doesn't sound like me. A little wild, huh? Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. How was he in school in your eyes? He could have been a very good student had he wanted to be, and he was a good student, but he could have been much better. He probably could have been the best student out of all of us. Yes, if he, he was very good, very smart. No, I, did, I don't. I don't think you had a lot of drive in school, did you, Todd? <laughs> well, do you I, look I, back with that with regret? Well, you you want to be honest? <laughs> I mean, I was. I hate to even do it. Like, you know, up until like in eighth grade, I was in the gifted program. And we we talked about this before. Your I, you mom know, saw more potential out of you I than took you the, gave. I took the SAT test in seventh grade. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, and it's going to be bad, like, because sort of like, you know, about that time is when they went through a divorce and, you know, things were a little chaotic. I'm not blaming them. I'm not blaming my situation. I just took advantage. I was smart. Just took advantage of it. You know, <laughs> oh, Mom, yeah. mom's living here. Dad's living here. I'll pretend like I'm there when I'm just really out. I mean, I was eighth grade and started, you know, drinking and, and whatever. And I think, I, th- I think yeah. that's, you know, I'm not a little that too big for your britches. Well, yeah, I think I grew up pretty, f- I think I ended up growing up pretty fast. Yeah. That's, that's some, you know, mom. Yeah. It's some pretty good influence. The Ballmans and the, <laughs> shout out let's to the Ballman say, boys. Um, yeah, you there know. were a lot of that. So I guess growing up, what did, what did you see Todd doing in his life? I thought he'd be more of a writer, something to do with that. A little more creative. Yeah. <laughs> I always thought he'd write or something. He he was very gifted in writing. So obviously, you probably didn't really see him doing what he's doing. I mean, he's he's created his own niche. Yes. But, yes. But he was pretty big into lifting weights and and that stuff. It was always, boxing. I and, always thought it was a phase. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> they went. Everybody went through a lot of phases in our days. <laughs> I mean, I got my first weight. We have a picture of me getting my first weight set at like nine years old. Come on. We had to think of something to get you. <laughs> I thought it was a phase. Yeah. <laughs> Wanted you to burn off a little bit of that temper. Ah, see, maybe that's what saved me. Maybe the weight saved me, Ross. <laughs> so we want to slide over to how was I as a baby? Oh, you were rotten, but you were great. Rotten and great. Now, now wait, I now, like it. Now what? Now, okay. Rotten and great. Which one? Pick one, nope. woman. It's, nope, it's a mixture. Was, it was okay. Tell us about the rotten part. Yeah. Well, the older boys did not. We always called them the big boys and the little guys. The big we still, guys. We, st- we guys. still call us that. Look yeah. at these biceps, mom. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know, they just didn't think that he could do anything wrong. Who didn't? Your brothers. <laughs> See, I'm, they, I'm, I'm the way I am because of you guys. I wanted to spank him more often, <laughs> and he needed to be spanked a few times. But well, by the time you were you were getting soft about the time whenever no, he was coming around. Yes. No. Now let's let's talk about with Ross. Remember, we have a collection of pictures of him throughout the years, and everybody has a collection of their kids throughout the years. You know, first grade, second. But Ross's is a collection of pictures through the years with black eyes. And these aren't little bitty, like, just a little, like, he had some major shine. Talk, where did all those, how did that happen? And I didn't even think he was a fighter, but it always seemed like it just 
he run into something or somebody'd hit him or accidents happen with him. Well, well, I can remember, you know, I was in high school and you know like we've talked about before on the show, everyone came over to our our house. And so Ross was a little kid at that point and we we would have our little own little fight clubs that we know and Ross would always sport in a he's sporting a mohawk and a and a shiner. <laughs> <laughs> and we would, if any little kids that were around, we'd just we'd have a little fight club down in the basement with Ross and whoever we wanted to pit him against. <laughs> oh yeah, couple shiners from the boxing, couple shiners from running in one time to the foosball table. I remember that playing pickle. Mm-hmm. That was right. That was the name of it, right? Yeah, pick, pick, like in the middle, pickle. One time playing basketball in the boiler room, tripped. What you know, the wall was right behind yeah. into the wall. Ski trip. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I could go on and on. How about had getting hit couple, at couple Slough punt. Park? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> getting, getting, jumped, getting jumped at Slough Park. Park. <laughs> <laughs> that might have been the last one. Uh, well, no, 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 no. no, no. Uh, uh, yeah, so, I mean, we'd pit Ross against, like, another kid. And, like, the other kids, would they'd be all, like, timid or whatever. And, Ross, and like, like, we'd, like, against our brother Sam. And Sam would never want to hurt Ross. He would, like, no. hit him in the stomach and wrestle him. <laughs> and Ross was just ruthless, just Boom, boom, and just play with me and punch him right in the face. Sam always had heart. Oh, yeah. I wanted to fit in for the older crowd. Man, I don't know. You were, you were a <laughs> savage back then. And, you know, everybody knows Ross as being like a stud basketball player, you know, and breaking school records and things like that, going to play college basketball. But uh, he was a great little wrestler in the time, remember? He was a great wrestler. We thought he was going to do that all, but he just. Because I mean, he was. Quit. He was savage i mean you had to choose basketball or wrestling right right i mean he could he would have excelled at wrestling i mean it wasn't long ago i was looking through all like because you're a hoarder and you have everything from when we were kids uh like we have all the old like not plaques but those like it shows like your bracket from the tournament all framed up these great big things and ross just winner 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 so yep a lot of chicken dinner there now when (laughs) we did a lot of traveling too we did for the wrestling we did we we had a little TV we took with us everywhere we went. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did. And all those little video games. Oh, yeah. They come out, now, we get a new one. When, now, when did he? When did you see the switch over? When did you know, okay, basketball is what he's going to be good at? Mm. Yeah, it was probably grade school. Yeah, uh-huh. he spent a ton of time at the Boys and Girls Club. So, you know, these, I didn't see my kids a lot because I worked all day and— they were at the Boys and Girls Club, yeah. so didn't have to worry about them. Thank you, Uncle Mike, for that. <laughs> we 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 loved the Boys Club. Loved it. Yeah. So what did you, then I guess as I grew up, I mean, I, I didn't do great in school either. We don't have to touch no, that. No, so let's I, talk I, about him I, in school. How was, how was Ross in school? You really didn't put a lot of effort into it. <laughs> See, oh, come on. See, I feel like you put a lot. He's just dumb. No. No, no. He he could have done better. I could have done better. I didn't, I didn't put any effort in. Yeah. No. No. He always had a girlfriend to help. Oh, okay. and she's a doctor now. Okay. So there you go. Hey. <laughs> Where did you see me going? What did you yeah, think what did I you... would do? You know, even when Ross was young, the first the first outfit I remember him having was my mother. He wanted he wanted this outfit. It looked like him. And for Christmas one year, she got it for him. Well, I we got it for him. And on the pants, it said the boss. <laughs> That's so right. He wore that outfit forever. 
And uh, so we just always called him Ross the Boss. You know, and, and I was going to say that is we everybody called him Ross the Boss. And it was always. It, it rhymed, but it wasn't. We didn't call him that because it rhymed. No. I, you know what? And I think he, he was always sort of in charge, always. a leader amongst his. You know, it's it, and thinking about it now, it's kind of like. Got that from you because you were always people called you. Didn't they call you Bossy Margie or yeah, something? Yeah, well, and you know you always had to go with me. So, but th- that's what I was gonna say. As I grew up, before I went to Riding school, I car. was with you. And you Everywhere. had your cleaning business, and I mean, I was. We were actually at a bank once when it was robbed. We were. That's a true story. I didn't know about that. Yeah, in yeah. in Edwardsville, right? Yes. And we had to stay there all fucking day and night. <laughs> yes, we, we got home there. like at ten o'clock at night. Did you see the gun? Did the guy have a gun? No. We didn't. We were kind of on the other side of I the bank. Um, yeah. We're we're sitting there. But they wouldn't let us leave. Yeah, yeah. It was, cr- uh, yeah. It was forgot crazy. about that. So you know, Ross goes into teaching. Did you, were you still at that point? You're like, oh well, I, I'd see him as a boss, but he's teaching. Like, did you think there would be a change? You think he would stay teaching, or what was your thoughts on that? I thought he just kind of copped out being a teacher to start with i like that i like that i thought he would have done better would have been done more but i was proud of him because Mm -hmm. he was doing coaching it's what he liked and coaching as a boss i mean that's a that's a a leader boss thing to do yeah and but i'd talked to you many times when i got into it like i knew this wasn't i just didn't know what i wanted to do it was didn't know that's right i knew it wasn't there and and, though i i loved it i did love it he did love it but it just I just knew there was something else pulling it. I knew that wasn't for me forever. And I talked to you about it a lot of times and trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And luckily, yeah. as Ross was in college, we spent a lot of time with him because of the basketball. Yeah. And, um, you know, we'd go spend the weekend up there all the time. And then even when he lived in Jacksonville, we did the same thing. Yeah. We were there a lot. And, and as Ross was growing up, I was... It, it, when that's kind of started, I was kind of out of the house, but yeah. you know, you had a cleaning business, you know, our stepdad had, you know, a construction business and then you guys had lots of rental properties and apartments and he's just sort of, you know, you're, yeah. you're sort of on your entrepreneurs at that yeah. point, And he's kind of seeing that, I think. Let's touch base a little bit with, um, when Todd, Todd had bounced around career wise. Oh, he's um, been obviously of... he never became the writer that you want him to be. Never. Wanted, she really wanted to read your books. Yeah, I did. Okay. <laughs> So he bounced around a little bit, and not a bad thing. Actually, pro- makes who he is because he, you right. know, you start learning different positions. So when he decides he's going to quit his job Ooh. to start a gym in his garage in his yard, Ooh. did you give him any advice? I advised him not to do it. Mom was not. <laughs> mom was not. Oh, was not when, on I, board. when I left out the hit squad, she's like, go back to the Simmons firm. Go Please. back to the Simmons firm. <laughs> because you were at the Simmons firm. Before I went to the, yes. Who, was it Simmons that bought Cooper. it? Or was Cooper. Cooper. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Cooper bought it. And, and he then slid you over in that position. Yes. To run yes. it for him. Yes. So then he, so he still I, has a good job down there. And then it's going how it's going. So you're telling him to go back. Go to the law back. Firm. You need insurance. You need. <laughs> you need a career. Mom was not down with the gym in the garage no. whatsoever. So, did Some, you guys have any conversations, like real conversations, about it? We did. You, someone will get hurt, and you're going to be sued. I just know it. Yeah. And then I remember her coming over and looking in the garage one time. Oh. Her and Austin brought Austin over, and it was all wood paneling, and it's oh. like how, like it was sort of like a. She was trying to be a little bit like uh, 
encouraging, but it just, it was hard to fake. It was hard. <laughs> it was hard to fake. Yeah. At what yeah. point did you see what he was doing at his house? Did you start to say, okay, maybe he does have something going? Yeah. Or, but I, or was I was still it not? worried about the income, about his money. Todd's very uh, quiet and keeps to himself about his dollars. Yeah. So you didn't know if he was really needing money or if he had money or if he was capable of paying his bills. So I, he's, I, he's a hoarder of money, Mom. I know. <laughs> I know. He's always been tight with money. Oh, jeez. <laughs> he never wanted to spend money. So then, I mean, so you start seeing the pictures on Facebook and, on, and you know, it starts off with better. five or ten people. And then all of a sudden it's like six months. You're wow. Like, Damn. One, two, you start counting the people out there. Yeah. And then he comes to you and he says, I'm going to rent a 10,000 square foot <laughs> warehouse. Ooh. She was not down with that either. I was not down with that at all. <laughs> and his stepdad was, dad was even less so. So that. And you're like, damn it, Todd, go back to the law firm. <laughs> Great benefits. Go sell tires. I don't care. <laughs> oh, he did do that too. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. So let's get off of me for a while. All right. Can we? Can we? So when Ross, I just, I'm just going to bounce it back to you. So when Ross uh, tells you he's going to buy a bar, restaurant, I mean, and he had a lot of conversations with you and, and oh, our stepfather yes. about it. So how's that go down? Well, you know, I really got outnumbered because if I'd had my way, I didn't think he should do it. Mm -hmm. But the stepdad thought it was a great idea. Right. And, uh, but I was very, very worried because he did have a, you know, he was, he could have made it with what he was doing. Well, he did make it. Yeah, I'm right. I mean, yeah. it's successful. It would have been a very successful career, but yeah, not a lot of money. Right. Well, yeah. let's just success say he still, is, is he still has no money. I'm <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, so, so when you walk up, when now, like nah. when, you, when you hear Locks Brick House, and and you come up there, I mean, what what is what goes through your head? I know you, I know you eat up here quite a bit. I can't hardly keep my buttons buttoned. It's about <laughs> to pop every day. I'm, I'm so proud of both of you. I don't know what it, it's amazing what you've both accomplished. Well. Thank you. Yeah, and, and, but we give a lot. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's it, give like a lot of the credit to who you, right. the, the how you developed us, and the work ethic, and yeah, because well. I mean, I was, I remember like sixth grade, and it's like, you're you, I think we're working for the Telegraph, mm -hmm. and it's like, you're getting a paper out, and I'm like, yeah. oh no, I'm getting no, I didn't ask you, <laughs> you're getting a paper out. Oh, okay, <laughs> right, we, yeah, we, we, you know, and you just instilled that. But now I look back at it, and it's like the lessons you learn. Being a, you know at sixth grade, and, and I kept that sucker all until I grew, I kept it, and even my freshman year of college I was going to LC and still waking up and doing it. Wow! During basketball season, I paid one of my buddies to take it over. It was a gravy. Wasn't and then after that first year there after um, he had done it, I didn't go back after basketball. And then I called and gave it up. But yeah, I kept that sucker forever. I mean, I kind of moved around on routes, but I right. mean, that instills something in you. You know, I had to go up to those houses and knock on the door as a sixth grader and collect money from right. from adults. It's and, right. And, yeah, just build something in you. That... Getting up early and getting up super early. And then it was basically basically what you were, and we've talked about this before, 
when you had a paper route, you were your you were self employed. Yeah. Because you bought the papers from the Telegraph, and then you basically resold them to the subscribers. Yeah. Yep. It's quite a scam they got going there, but <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Um, but yeah, from the time I don't remember a time being a child not having chores. No chores we, was we a big. Part. I mean, every day you had a list of chores, and whenever I was a kid, we lived basically on a farm. We had pigs, and just you never knew what kind of animal. And, and like part of that was feeding them, and we. I've talked about we didn't have we didn't have heat. We just had a wood stove, and part of that would be like. Carrying, we'd have to bring the wood from the wood pile, put it in wheelbarrows, and bring it in the house. It was just always we had chores every day. I mean, and that it wasn't just like outdoor man sort of work. Like we had to fold clothes. I've yeah. I've always known how to wash wash clothes, haven't you? Uh, uh, always. There has never been a time. I mean, mom would do as soon as most, you could reach the handles. I mean, you're you learned how we yeah, folded too many kids in ours. For folding the clothes at our house was was our job. Yes, everybody's. Yes. Yeah. Right. It did, if you didn't learn how to do laundry, you wouldn't have clean underwear. So. <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, it's, and, you know, people have always asked me about that just because I've been single and I've, you know, not had a wife and I've just always did that. My, you know, wash clothes. And, well, how do you know how to do that? But that's, we did that as a kid. That's what yeah. we did. We washed, we always, like, when we were kids, we didn't have a dishwasher. Ty and I would wash the dishes. You know? Your guys' chores went a little, I mean, it was slightly different. You're on a farm. Right. You guys had to do stuff before school, didn't you? Yes. Yeah. That's why I had a paper out. You guys had chores before I had to get a paper out. Dude, I would feed pigs. <laughs> we yeah. came home from school almost every day, and there was a list. Yeah. So, I mean, we're getting home. Like, all my friends to the, to the yes. boys' club. I got to get home. It's like, how fast can I? Okay, you're vacuum. You're dusting. Someone has to put the clothes away. You start scratching off this list. But, I mean, our house was clean. <laughs> Well, mom owned a cleaning business, and so she was white gloving everything we did. We dusted and vacuumed. I'll tell you, one of the big jobs I had, me and Ty had when we were kids, is uh, we would we would uh, recycle cans. Okay. Yeah. And you got a lot of money for cans back then, and and boy did we have a lot of cans. Let me tell you, the Paps Blue Ribbon cans were stacked up, and so that was one of our jobs. We'd have to smash all these cans and then we'd recycle them. I remember one time we saved up enough to buy like an old used three wheeler just from recycling cans. And that was one thing mom would always was good about is, you know, we would have jobs like I had to mow, mow people's lawns and recycle cans, but we would get money and you'd be able to spend part of it on, you know, whatever you wanted. Yeah. I and think, I always went and helped. Yes. No matter what job they had, I helped with them. Always, always is a strong word, but yeah. <laughs> you know, this, I don't remember the story about mom riding her bike behind you while you were <laughs> dragging the lawnmower on. You know, and this is something for parents out there is mom made us mow grass. Like I had to mow people's grass in town and we lived out half a mile, mile outside of town. I don't know. But I always, and from a, a really young age where some of my friends weren't even mowing their own grass, we'd have, I'd have to go and mow other people's grass. So I would get on my bike and this is on a, it's a highway and I would, have a, a riding lawnmower like hold like leaning back holding the lawnmower with one hand and my steering wheel and the gas can on with the other hand on this bike and yeah. have to ride it down this highway i know this sounds like a walk uphill both ways story <laughs> but it's true and have to ride this bike down the highway pulling this lawnmower you know what i'm saying we didn't have any money and it's just what you had to do and so th this can if any kids listen to this show out there, they shouldn't be because it's explicit with Ross's language. But 
uh, I told myself back then, when I get older and I have just a teeny tiny bit of money, I am never mowing my lawn ever. I am going to get some little shit to mow their lawn like that's mowing that it was like, you know what like I you. did. Yeah. And so I don't have a lot of money now, but I pay someone to mow my yard because I hate mowing, you know, because it was all summer long. Yeah. And my friends would be off running, you know, to the pool or just to do what it ride bikes or whatever. And we would have to get the mowing done, you know, and then. And where we lived, there was a lot of archaeologists in town who were just there for, like, studies. And they'd only be there for a few months, so they wouldn't have, you know, mowers because they were just renting a house. And so mom, with the little turning us into an entrepreneur, we would mow their grass. And there was people who had a lot of cabins up there around Campusville, And so they would only be there for a few months. And so we'd come in, have to, you know, they'd come in for a few months. Mom would have me knocking on the door. Hey, you need somebody to mow your grass? <laughs> you know, and so... We'd mow the grass, but yeah, I vowed to myself, I will not, once I have just enough money to pay for somebody to mow my grass, I am not doing it. No coffee, no mowing grass. Got it. <laughs> That's right? kind of the way I felt about having kids. Oh, ah. no. <laughs> so let's touch that on, you brought it back up. So you have Todd. Yeah. Two years later, you have Ty. Yeah. So something and then it's not what? So oh, we didn't plan on it Six years later? <clears throat> Accident. <laughs> yeah. But then I didn't want to raise one by itself. So It. So yeah. here, here I am. That's okay. a, way, a good way to describe Sam. It. <laughs> we had the big boys and the little guys. Okay, well, let's uh, let's touch on, on Ty and Sam. Ty's, Ty's two years younger than you. Then mm -hmm. there's a six-year-age six age gap. And then there's Sam, who's two years older than me. How, how are those two as kids? How was Ty? Start with yeah. Ty. How was Ty? Well, Ty was sick all the time, and uh, he couldn't hear when he was little, so he was a little needy. Well, we used to think, and I'm going to be politically correct, we used to think he was mentally challenged. <laughs> Could have been. But, well, it, it turned out he just had hearing problems, hearing problems and they couldn't diagnose it, you know, diagnose it right, and yeah, it was, and he talked... I used to trans. Remember how he used to talk? Yeah, Ugh. Todd had to translate everything he said, especially to Graham and Papa Locks. I had a touch of it, correct? Yes, you did. Yeah. You went to speech too. Yeah, did a lot of speech. But and, so then, how was how was Ty in school and and such? Ty actually did fairly decent in school. He could have done a lot better, I think, too. But there's a he, pattern. He, <laughs> He could not stand not having a ball in his hand, and he, that he just had a one-track mind. From the time he was like two years old, it was he started school in um, early childhood, and uh, that's how they taught him everything was with a ball. And I mean, they teach him everything he did, and that's what finally got him to talking more and listening better, and and uh, so it done him like good, yeah. Poor kid at an early age, he had tubes in his ears and these big Coke bottle glasses. It was like, <laughs> oh man, and <laughs> and an earache almost every day. Yeah, and a belly ache. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. Um, and a broken arm. And a broken, and a broken arm. arm. <laughs> broken foot. <laughs> well, that was my temper. <laughs> <laughs> Again. You know, a lot of kids, you know, having you know imaginary friends. Ooh. Ty used to have an imaginary team. Like he had a whole imaginary teammates basketball team that he would take with him places all the time. I mean, couldn't it, sit on them. They had to get in the car when it was, it, and it didn't 
go away at a young age. <laughs> I, I I feel for Ty because knowing this guy and now knowing about his temper, <laughs> yeah. and he, Ty has a squad with him, and Todd just walks right in and says, boom, right. Oh, <laughs> I just sat on number 42. Sorry, 42. His leg's broken, Ty. He can't play tonight. And, it was, and Ty had this really high, squeechy voice. And, oh, my gosh. He's sitting on my bed. <laughs> it was always like this. But I, and I, then I, you'd yell at Todd. and Oh, yeah. Then it all began again. It was a again. circle. Huh? Yeah. yeah, it was a vicious yeah. circle. And mom's saying, God, I wish I wouldn't have had fucking kids. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Me and Ty fought a lot. A we, lot. We really did. Yep. Yeah. They but, did. I mean, I've never seen anybody dri- have as more drive than someone than Ty did to play basketball. Oh. I mean, and, and he really wasn't super athletically gifted. He nope. just... Just never stopped shooting. shooting. Never stopped dribbling. Everything was a ball. He would take roll up a pair of socks. That was a basketball. He would shoot it Always. at the wall. Whatever. Everything. Didn't, didn't matter. And it's one. It's what t- makes Ty Ty and yes. great of anything that he does is like he gets obsessed. He with gets stuff. obsessed yeah. with and it. he just and he dominates yeah. it. Yeah. Yes. Which is great because he passed that on to you like with basketball. Yes. Yeah. You know we've talked about that before. And then there, then then there's our uh, our lesser known brother Sam. Sam, hmm, Sam, Sam came at a time when Papa Locks died, and yeah, the day the day Sam the day came Sam came hospital. home from breakfast or breakfast from the hospital. Yep. Our, our grandfather, uh, Grandpa Locks, died in a, a tractor turned over on him, and uh, he was kind of the neighbors took care of him, and uh, they just I don't know what we'd done if it wouldn't been for the neighbors because it was really a tough time in our lives having. St- Todd already, and then a baby, Ty, and Todd, Ty, and then, you know, we have a baby after all mm-hmm. these years, and it's it was pretty devastating, so they did a really good job of taking care of him, and but and then, I think Sam was going to grow up to be a Smurf, I really did. <laughs> he liked the Smurfs, he did like the Smurfs a lot. <laughs> he liked the Smurfs a lot. And then he turned into He-Man. Yeah, then he turned into He-Man, too. <laughs> Uh, like you know, like our our brother Sam. People don't know him as well, like around where we're from, just because he's he's a lot less social. But then people get to know him, like man, Sam is my favorite. They always say that. They always. <laughs> I think they're lying, but they say it. <laughs> There's not. Sam has like once you get to know Sam, Sam has a, a great personality and the fact like when it's just one on one with him. Yes. It's, it, it, he's a lot of fun and has yes. this a different humor about yes. him. And it's you and I will go up and talk to anyone and become friends with anyone like just without knowing them. Sam is a little he's a little more guarded and standoffish. And but once they get to know him, he's yeah. such a yeah, dude cracks me up. And, and that na- that relationship with the neighbors, Sam always held on. It was I mean, yes. they had a, quite a bond. They had because a of, great bond. They thought he was theirs. And yeah. so he was spent a lot of time over there and he he they loved him. So it was really hard when we moved down here. But. Um, he still got to see him a lot and, uh, they took him fishing. He did a lot of things that the, you other kids did not get to do in mm-hmm. his life because yeah. of their influence. And Sam, Sam, and I'll give him, I mean, Sam is about his family. All about. All about. Um, <clears throat> where do you think, where do you think, do you think that comes from the bond that he had with, with them or where do you think that comes from because yeah. i mean he's everybody i mean you're about your family everybody is and about yeah. your kids but sam has a it, it, special a special it, yeah it really it is, is. Yeah. it really is yeah his children have never spent the night away from him as far as i know i mean 
but um, yeah, I think Patsy and Lyle Megger. I think he's just that that came from them because they just loved him so much, and not that we didn't love him. Yeah, I loved yeah, him yeah, a yeah. lot too. You know, and, and talking about Sam's Bond, here's an example. He he works for Southwest Airlines, and he's worked there 20 years, <clears throat> something like that. Yeah, worked there about 20 years. He could work any shift he wants. You know, any basically he could yes. pick. He could have weekends off. He could do whatever. But he takes the early morning shift, which is over in St. Louis. He has to, you know, drive over there, park, get on a shuttle. Probably, you know, it's, I don't know, hour commute, hour and a half when it's all said and done. Yeah. But he leaves his house at what time? Like 3.30 in the three, morning? It's 3 or 3.30 in the morning just so he can pick the kids up from school. Yep. You know, that's, that's, and like I said, he could work, he could have, and he doesn't even have weekends off because he wants to pick them up from school and works that. He wants to be with his children. Yes. Yeah. So that's, that's. He loves to cook too. Yeah. He does the cooking and great sweet father. That is very sweet. Never made cooked me anything. <laughs> ever. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so we, we have some questions here, mom. We like to ask some of our, some of our guests that come on just, so we thought we did. So. Here's one for you, okay? Now, Mom, I want you to think about this really quick. I want you to really put some deep thought into this because a lot of people answer too quickly, okay? And I have to persuade them, and it still doesn't work. So, Ross and I, in a foot race, okay, running about the length of a football field. Who wins that foot race, Mom? Who wins that foot race? Ross, Ross, who works in the bar, restaurant industry, <laughs> or me, who's a trainer, Okay. Okay. Works in a gym all day long. Okay. Who who do you think wins in a foot race? That would be close because both of you hate losing. <laughs> Winners win. <laughs> and but I can see Todd being sneaky and tripping him on his way. Oh, so he's a cheater. <laughs> no, no, just sneaky. Just, just sneaky, sneaky. Rod. Just doing what we like to call that. Doing what you have to to win, Ross. He's okay? always done what he had to do to win. Okay. So, so your answer is you think I, I've. This is what I think. I think you're saying that Ross will be faster, but I would trip him and win by. by yes. Mm. Yes. Okay. I'm. I'm gonna put that as a win for me. Because <laughs> I will tell up. If I was close enough behind Ross as we got to the minute, I would tackle him. I would do that. So. Yeah, <laughs> Todd was a good wrestler because he wouldn't mind biting your ear off. <laughs> okay, Tyson. Okay, see that's why I defended Tyson in that. Who do you think would win in a fight, Ty or Sam? Ooh, Sam. No, 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 do not. I, do I, not. I, I thought there would be a longer pause, a more thinking, and we, I was going to stop you from answering. Sorry, Ty. You're out. <laughs> Sam's temper gets up. Woo. Okay. We might, have to, we might have to edit that out, or it's going to be a tough Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mom, so uh, you're a big reader, and you, uh, you've passed that down to, to all of us, really. Yep. Um, which I think got passed down from. Your My mother, family, yeah. our our grandmother was a big reader, and I, we've all kind of you kind of instilled that in all. We always had books at our house. We got books for presents and gifts and things all the time. Uh, what's your favorite book of all time? Well, I would have to say it would be The Good Earth by Pearl Buck. Uh, and you know what? I forgot because you told me that I read it. So what about that book? Because I read it. You told me that before, and I read it. 
I liked it, but I, and I was trying to figure out what made it made it your favorite all time book. I don't know. When I was in high school, I read that book. I probably read every book in the high school <laughs> library, but I I read that book and something about it just hit me. When I graduated, I hate to say this, but I stole the book. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and I have since owned several copies of it. And have read it several times, but mm-hmm. it's the one book that always stands out. Going back to you stealing, Ooh. okay? I heard this story the other day from my brother Todd. That had never heard it before. He said you used to have this. <clears throat> what would you What would you call it? A cash register. Okay. You had a giant cash register. Yep. And you would make fake. Receipts, yeah, rebates, coupons on this. It was a big thing back then. I made a okay. Okay, coupons and rebates were a big thing. Having your own cash register to make fake (laughs) receipts was not a big thing. (laughs) Well, actually, my sister gave it to me. So this blew my mind. I'd never heard this. Really, Ross? Let me tell you about this cash register. This thing was the size of a Volkswagen. Okay, it sat on our dryer in the laundry room. (laughs) I mean, it took it would take two people to carry this kit. Not like the little cash register thing you have up here. Yeah, this thing was the size of a Volkswagen Rabbit. I'm not kidding. So one we could not teared up like it had the big cash drawer on the bottom, Mm -hmm. then went up had your numbers up high. You're hitting like the old. I, I picture it like the typewriter numbers yeah. I, I see you doing it with your finger but this thing you probably had to elbow smash <laughs> each number to get it to register this so it's it's very creative is the word yes. i'm gonna use how does this come about in calhoun that we're gonna get a cash register and we're gonna send in our own receipts and so I, we can get these promos or these rebates or whatever i think my sister started it my older sister. Well, she was in Springfield. She's getting yeah, you know, and she the would, streets. And we couldn't. <laughs> we could not throw away any UPC labels off of anything. But back then, they gave big money for. I mean, I would stop at the laundromat, take all the labels off the soap boxes, and um, to send them in. To you send got them in because free it was, soap, or? there would be like a twenty-five dollar rebate for six of them, or. And you had to have the receipt, so just make a receipt and send them in. Oh, I had 10, 11 names that I did under two. Anytime <laughs> we were out somewhere, like say we're at the grocery store or somewhere, mom would see a box, like a trash. I call it a box, but this is tr- I'm talking trash. Anytime she saw any sort of box, she would like dig through the trash, grab, pull, rip off the, the little, you know, UPC uh, code on it. Yeah. And, and take it home with us. And we'd be so embarrassed because mom would be taking these from wherever we went. We had people's houses and they'd get ready to like say they got done with the boxes here. It's like, you're going to throw that away? Can I have the UPC off of it? True story. True story. So, then what, so what was the benefit? What would you get back from sending those in? Oh, $25 cash. Everybody cash. had t-shirts. So we had, we, one year we did jackets with um, insulation rebates. This is Owens Corning, Ross. We all had Owens had Corning jackets. You, everybody, all you, the friends wanted them. You, you've never been so stylish, Ross, as you wear an Owens Corning insulation <laughs> jacket to school. You know, like now it's cool to like, like wear a shirt that says like, I don't know, trick cereal or something like that on it. 
Back then, it wasn't quite as cool. I remember we would, we'd have boxers that said Raisin Nut Brand across the butt of them. Absolutely. True story. I got always got cut lots of free clothes and but the coats were very very cool. Even Wallace had to have one, remember? <laughs> well, that was later in life. It, that you're yes. you're starting to get into the era where it got cool. I'm talking yeah. about when I was a little uh, kid. Yeah. Not cool. Not like cool. all any ba- any like duff like any backpack school backpack oh, we had always. would have, you know, it would have some sort of company, you know, Clorox. You guys were walking advertising. We were walking half marketers. Of, half yeah. of the Christmas, birthday presents, and Easter presents, all came from doing those rebates of getting shirts or something. You were an influencer before influencers. <laughs> influencer is a great word for that. Uh, you know, but I think about this. You know how we we talked about the money I raised for that patches and badges not too long ago? You know, and it's it's yeah. a... You know, it's a charity that gives to Christmas for underprivileged kids. And, you know, when I was, like, before, like, you came along, we were poor back in the day. Okay? We, you know, like, I've talked about this before. We didn't have air conditioning. We didn't have central heat. We just had a wood stove. You know, we we, we used to, I've seen these memes about the government cheese, but mom used to stand in line and get the government cheese. It's a true story. True story. And I'm getting to the point of this story. But the okay. point of my story is, is... Our Christmases were always big. You know what I'm saying? We, yeah. you know, we might go without all year long. We might not have. We might be wearing Owens Corning jackets. We might be eating government cheese that wouldn't melt if you put it in the microwave for half an hour. <laughs> you know, but she never like. We always felt rich at Christmas time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like like when I was nine years old, getting a weight set, we. We didn't have the money for that. I mean, but she did that one, just working, like driving the bus, cleaning people's houses, but two also just with the rebates and things like that. And that's why, you know, I told somebody the other day why I'm so passionate about that is because we never, we might've felt poor the rest of the year, but we never did on Christmas morning. Yeah. It was just, that's awesome. Always went out. Always. And every, it was, it was awesome. Tried my best. Yeah. He did great. Chris, and, and even when I grew up, I mean, Christmas was always a, you know, I, I, totally different situations. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, Mom always made Christmas special. Always. You know, in our very first episode on here, we said that we were going to talk about you or talk to you on here. And um, when, we, when we did that, <laughs> him and I went back and forth, uh, which be- has become internet famous, about, like, something your mom hit you with. And we went back and forth and flip flop and belt and my belt, your belt, uh, a fly swatter, wooden spoon. So I tell our listeners that is partly true. The things you hit us with back in the day. Right. And this isn't, and, and when I'm asking is we deserve what, I mean, it should have been, <laughs> it should have been bricks and cinder blocks, but <laughs> yeah, it was all true. Yeah. Wooden spoons were my favorite, but there were, it wasn't always one handy. Well, because you broke them. Yeah, well, <laughs> they didn't last very long. <laughs> one, she had a strong one when I was growing up. It chipped one time. Oh yeah. But that thing, it, you opened up the drawer when you're putting the dishes away, uh-huh. and you saw it. It was just sitting there. Like, <laughs> it's a friendly straightened reminder. Straightened you up. <laughs> Ty took a good beating with the wiffle ball bat once. Yeah, he deserved it. <laughs> <laughs> he does, he always thinks he doesn't, but boy, oh boy, he did not listen. I can never remember. I can't ever think of Ty deserving getting. I mean, he didn't yes, deserve Ross, many. Yes, maybe he did Sam, not deserve but, many. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we were trying to go to Six Flags, and we needed everything done before we could go. 
Well, a wiffle ball bat will get things done. Got things done. <laughs> will also not allow you to sit on the seat at Six Flags for rides. <laughs> uh, so what? I mean, you've you know helped raise your siblings. You've raised four four boys. Um, you're, you watch your grandkids all the time. And I mean, I, you, you're a full-time grandmother at this point. That is what you live for. I, I, we know this, uh, it, what can you, what advice do you give to new parents or new moms out there? Oh, that's easy. Just enjoy it while you have them because you never think they're going to leave home and they do. Yeah. And you just, you, you, you're so busy whenever you have them at home that Whenever they're gone, it's just, they're gone. Yeah. They may come back and visit, but it's never the same. When we on their podcast. <laughs> when yeah. we need something. When I need a stain out of a shirt or a button sewn on or oh, a home-cooked true. meal. Everybody always tells you that when you go to have kids. Enjoy them. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like that. And also I'm like, man, my oldest one is already almost five. Yeah. How the hell did that happen? Yeah. But it is, it is true. It happens quick. It is very true. Yeah, and you you don't have time to enjoy them when they're little. You're mm-hmm. so busy working and doing things for them, and you know that it's it's hard to really enjoy them. You, right. Um, who? It could be more than one. Who who's been some of the most influential people in your life? Probably the first person was um, probably Sadie Campbell, the first restaurant I ever worked at. She mm-hmm. made me. She made me start my first savings account back then. When you were like fourteen. Yeah, yeah, and um, I. She made me put five dollars in it every week. Oh, wow. At payday, and that was a lot of money for me. I because, bet you hated that at the time. You know, I I did because, but you know, I never ever spent that money. And eventually, that credit union got bought out and turned into what used to be Olin mm-hmm. and I finally had to do something with that money. Uh-huh. So, it, you know, it was only a couple hundred dollars, but you know, I'd saved out all my life. Wow. And it taught you to save and put some back. Save. And yep. you always knew you had that to fall back on. If something always happened, had. right. Didn't want to use it. Yeah. But probably, um, I worked for the car punkies tractor implement place. And, uh, after I was married and I, they, they helped us a lot and they, they had a big influence on me. Mm-hmm. I really. In what way? Well, they were hard workers and uh, they were very giving people. And when my car was broke down, they would give me a car to drive and they gave us a place to live when we were flooded out of our house. So, you know, it was kind of like you learned to, to give back from seeing people like them who really gave a lot and helped you in your own ways. I think Mike Rethorn was a big influence in my life when I came down here because he taught me that there was a place like the Boys and Girls Club, which I really never heard of. Right. And, uh, but uh, I really can't think of anybody else. I don't know. I'm sure there's lots of people out there, but. It's a good list. Yeah. Um, I, I want to go back a little bit and just talking about the, about the car punkies and how they helped you out and were giving. It's like, we haven't t- we touched on this on our first podcast, but Mom is one of the most giving people I've ever met. Yeah, like cr- it's insane her generosity and just you know how many people will say, "Oh, you know, when I was down and out, your mom let me live rent free," or you know, we we always had someone living with us in in high school, like someone 
someone who's, you know, might've gotten, had bad home life would move in with us. Or it was always, it just kind of circled like little someone who needed door. it at the time. Yes, yeah. exactly. And I feel like, you know, it's obviously that's what they, the car punkies passed it down to you and you, <laughs> you definitely learned that lesson. I always like to have help the needy. It was like, you know, there was like, there was a, a boy that Ty had that, you know, his parents didn't believe in Christmas. They were that religion, and mm-hmm. he always spent Christmas with us, always. Yeah. So I love exchange students, and that was one of my favorite things to do, and I would still do that if I could. Now, where where all have you had exchange students from? Oh, the Czech Republic, Brazil, Paraguay, uh, uh, Germany, I don't know, lots of places. Yeah, I mean, we had them like when I was a kid. I mean, we had Mexico yes. when I was in like Your middle dad loved school. that one. Got a little, got a little older. We had one in Par- from Paraguay. So yeah, we kind of grew up learning about different cultures and, and and things like that. Just being curious, and yeah, that was a great experience. And touching back on you, um, being a grandma, being a mom. So you've went through all these different decades, even and generations of kids from your from your own from. From your brothers to your kids, through cousins, and now through your own grandchildren. So we always ask somebody, what is their Mount Rushmore of, of something? What is your Mount Rushmore, which is four, what is your Mount Rushmore of cartoons? <laughs> like cartoons you've been forced to watch. Forced to watch. <laughs> with, with all these damn kids. I'll go over now to pick up my kids. <laughs> and there's, just, this there's Mimi. cartoon there's is on. There's Mimi yeah, sitting. have been watching this damn show all day. <laughs> so, yeah, okay, I, give it, give us one. What? Give us one of your mouth. There are some out there. You know, like, there's a few. I'll, I'll go. Well, what, well like, don't, hold on. Let I know, but on. I'm just saying why I asked this is because, like, SpongeBob SquarePants. Oh. There's one, like, I can watch that. Like, if uh-huh. they put it on, I can watch that. And then yeah. there's other ones, you're like, oh, my God, get that off quick. Gotcha. All right, Mom, what's your first one? What you got? Speed Racer. Speed, and that's, oh. from, that's from me. Todd and Ty would try to be first at saying who was Speed Racer when it came on. <laughs> I'm Speed Racer. <laughs> I'm Speed Racer. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, I had I yeah, I'm still a big Speed Racer fan. I have a Absolutely, t-shirt. I remember giving you a blanket recently with Speed Racer. Yep. Yep. You got a blanket and a T-shirt. That's you really right. are a fan. Yeah, see, Ross, I am Speed Racer. <laughs> <laughs> Eat that tie, suck it. <laughs> no, number two, uh, probably He Man. He Man. Now that one spawned a few generations. Masters right? of the universe. Yeah. Yeah. It Speed really... Racer wasn't. I don't remember Speed Racer. Yeah. I know Speed Racer really uh, is. Now, but. He-Man kind of started with sort of Ty, and I was a little old for cartoons, but I loved, you know, working out and things, and so He-Man, all those dudes were ripped. Sam was. So we, Sam, Sam was. Sam was. We, moms, he had the castles. Castle Grayskull. Yes. Uh, you know, and then they had, we had, someone had all the, the He-Man action figures, which Mom still has. Yeah, but everybody claims them, so. Anytime I'm around, I pick them up, I make them fight. <laughs> <laughs> He-Man versus Skeletor. Sam had a He-Man bike. Yeah. 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 All right, I like that speed. We got Speed Racer, we got He-Man, and what's, what's the next one? You know, at the beginning, when Todd and Ty were little, we didn't have a lot of TV. Yeah. <laughs> But probably Mickey Mouse Club. Mickey Mouse Club. M I C K E Y M L E. Mickey Mouse. Donald Duck. You like that, Ross? Uh, that was 
So that's great. Thank gotcha. You. All right, we got we got one Ross, more. Ross was not big on cartoons. He was uh, headed for the boys' club because the bigger boys were always over there. So I don't remember anything standing out that he. But uh, you were a doer, Ross. A doer. The Smurfs. I mean, you know. The Smurf. <laughs> Sam was a Smurf man. Sam was a Smurf man. <laughs> he was always skipping around, acting like a Smurf. <laughs> I like uh, that. The Smurfs I, never die either, do they? I think uh, the worst thing that we ever had to watch was rustling at the chase. Ooh, uh, our, and we've talked about that a little bit. Our dad, Whitey, he's a huge uh, wrestling fan. They cry every Sunday because they had to go to church while it was That's on. A, so, yeah, we went to, me and Ty had to go to church, okay? And, it, and we went to church right, right as wrestling at the chase was coming on. Dad got to stay home. Smoke his Winston's, look at his freaking Playboys, and, and watch <laughs> wrestling at the chase. And we would be so mad. And then we would, I remember we'd pull it, like mom would be wanting all chatted up with all the ladies after. She's like, go, go, go. Because we, we could catch the, if we got home soon enough, we could catch like the last five minutes of wrestling at the chase. And man, no we loved, way. we loved our, Ty and I loved our wrestling at the chase back then. Yeah. Mom Good. did not. Mom did not. I did not. <laughs> Dad still loves his wrestling. He loves his wrestling. I hated it. He wouldn't even cook lunch while we were gone, darn it. Gosh, damn, what the? <laughs> well, I think that about knocks it out. I, Mom, Hey, Mom's a busy lady. She's going to Florida tomorrow. She has to get home and pack and do her Florida. stuff. Man, Living the grand, the life. The grandkids are going to miss you. You going to South Beach? No, no, no. Pensacola. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta go see Jared and the, uh, the that's kids. Our, that's our cousin who mom had legal guardianship of when we were kids. Yep. Um, you know, boy. couple things. One is we're sitting here. Mom is like reaching around and like straightening pictures and stuff as we're as we're doing this podcast. <laughs> Todd really liked the last picture we had here. Some yeah. hot little girl, and then we come in one day. I got a surprise Father's Day present, Ooh, and now picture. now I get to stare at that instead. I love it. Love it. This was fun. This, this was, fun. was fun. I'm not gonna lie. I was I was a little I was nervous, excited coming in to do this. I was, I was a, nervous. Yeah, you, I got nervous to steal. I was excited. <laughs> I, I was excited. I, I was yeah. excited about. I this. was scared. <laughs> you did great. Uh, you did great. Thank yeah. you for coming. You're welcome. Because I'm sure this is this is you stepping out of uh, your comfort zone. Very big time. much so. So appreciate that. Thanks for everything you've and, done for us. And our six listeners out there appreciate you coming on. They, oh, they definitely will. The, the Maybe we'll get seven Sergeant, today. The infamous Sergeant Margaret. With the stories about Todd as a baby <laughs> and dying seven times being brought back to life, <laughs> I think we might get another listener. All right. <laughs> All right, man. This is uh this has been your uh Eat Slay Live podcast. And we are the Locksecutioners. Slay on, brother. Slay on.